You're listening to Escaping the Rat Race. I'm your host, Amy Leo, a singer, songwriter, and mental health educator. And our show is all about questioning the status quo and pushing the boundaries into what's possible for human beings and not probable. So tune in and get ready to escape the rat race, not only the monotonous nine to five work grind, but also that incessant internal mental chatter that prevents most of us humans from experiencing more joy, peace, clarity, and freedom. On today's episode, we're talking with Alyssa from ExpressFluency.com about a new, awesome, and really effective way to learn a language. And hmm, ironically, it also applies to us being at our peak performance in other areas of life, such as building a business. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending where you are in the world when you're listening to this. My name is Amy Leo from reviveyoursanity.com and we are here today for another kick booty interview on our solopreneur series. Today, I'll be interviewing Alyssa. She's the director of Express Fluency, which is an innovative language program. And she gave uh, all of us a sample class at a workshop we were doing in Virginia, and it was amazing. So I had to have her on to share more about her story and her business. So let's start off, Alyssa. I'm going to give the ball to you. If you can just maybe share a little bit about how you've come to building a business around teaching languages. Great. Thanks, Amy. How I've come to create a business. So yeah, it's funny. If you had told me even 10 or 15 years ago that I would be doing this, I would have no, I would not have believed you. So let's see, I started, I started a language school and it's funny because I was a very unsuccessful language student as a um, high school student and college student. I could, you know, conjugate verbs and all of this stuff, but I couldn't speak the languages, French and then Spanish, that I studied. And it wasn't until later when I started traveling in South America and I, I learned Spanish and fell in love with language and being able to communicate while traveling that that really shifted for me. And I started teaching Spanish just because I could speak it. And I worked for different schools and they would need a Spanish teacher and I would start to you know teach Spanish for them. But I never, I was always trying to figure out how to do it in an effective way because I knew that it was, I, you know, didn't work for me or most people that I knew, you know, in high school. So I would do games and, you know, try to make it fun. And my students had fun, but they didn't really learn Spanish still. <laughs> so I think it was seven years ago, I went to my first training of teaching with comprehensible input or a storytelling approach called TPRS. And that totally changed my life. In an hour-long German demo class, I could speak a little bit of German, and it was so much fun. And I just was so inspired that I threw away everything that I had done beforehand, all those, all those games I made up and all the little activities. And I just started looking in this other direction of how you can teach a language where people actually acquire the language. One thing led to another, and I eventually started working with adults and decided to start this business called Express Fluency. And um, that's what I'm doing now and I'm loving it. It's a nutshell. <laughs> <laughs> nutshell story. You know, you know, what's really funny to me is I've, you know, as I interview more and more solopreneurs, a lot of folks have said very similar things, Alyssa, that I actually wasn't planning on building a business and it really just organically 
kind of showed up and presented itself as an opportunity that fit with their lives. And there was also this really beautiful piece that you shared about, you know, the idea of what you thought you could and couldn't do, you know, who we are, you know, that you weren't, you weren't really, you know, a good language student in, in high school and college and how that really shifted. And I'd like to ask, how does someone's ideas about language or how does their mindset affect someone's ability to learn? Have you seen a correlation there? Yeah, well, definitely, you know, the best thing when you're in a language class and it's taught in this method, what we're really after is to get people totally out of their conceptual thinking about themselves as a language student. You know, a lot of times we have people, especially adults who've taken languages before and were unsuccessful, think, oh, I can't do it. I'm just, you know, so many people say, I'm just one of those people who who can't learn a language. And I'm always saying, well, can you understand me <laughs> right now? <laughs> like, and you're speaking English. Like, I think you, you can learn a language. Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, helping people see that, that we're all capable of that. And it's just the way that our brains, you know, the way we were taught in school where you're memorizing and trying to learn the rules that is not, you know, about acquisition. That's about learning the facts or, you know, learning about a language. And so when people come into this kind of class, it's like, okay, don't even like, we're just going to let go of that. <laughs> Those ideas, you know, we can all do it. And when people are get so involved in a entertaining and fun class experience, they just get out of their heads. Like you just, you know, you're just focusing on what the meaning is. So you're not, there isn't any room to think about, oh, I can't do this, or this is hard because it becomes very easy and effortless. Yes, I can really relate to that. I'm in Spain right now, and I have had years of traditional Spanish in high school and college. I have to admit, I also have had both. <laughs> and, and when I first got here, I was like, yeah, I'm going to become fluent in Spanish. And, and it became so loaded that I would almost become paralyzed with speaking because I was almost having like a, almost a perfectionist kind of mindset, which of course doesn't help. <laughs> it doesn't help when yeah. anything. And ironically, I'm hanging out with a lot of people from Finland and I'm acquiring <laughs> Finnish really easily yeah. despite the quote-unquote, you know, stereotypes that it's one of the most difficult languages, you know, in the world to learn. So (laughs) the mind, the mindset factor is huge. It's really, really huge. And that's what I really, really enjoyed about what you brought to the sample class uh, when we were in Virginia. Uh, Let's see, do I want to play a little devil's advocate? I don't know. Uh, (laughs) A twofold question, Alyssa, here we go. So (laughs) first, you can share what you love most about what you do. And maybe uh, if a certain success story comes to mind, feel free to share that. And then on the flip side, I'm curious to know, what are your biggest challenges as a business owner? Great question. So what do I love most? There's so much I love. I mean, this way of teaching and learning is so unbelievably fun (laughs) that I sometimes in a class I will just have I I have so much fun as a teacher it's like how am I how is this my job (laughs) and like um you know we're we create stories together in the class so students are um, I'm basically just asking a ton of questions in Spanish but making it 100% comprehensible and the students are kind of filling in the blanks so it's kind of like a Mad Lib you know where I know some of what is coming up but really 
there's so much unknown, like it could never, as much as I could plan a class, it's always going to be so much better than any plan I could come up with, whatever, what happens and the synergy that happens in the class. So I love that. I love that part. And I love the whole point of this is obviously that people learn a language. And so that is the people, you know, after even one day of a class say, you know, oh my God, I can't believe how much I understand and are starting to speak. And it just feels, you know, so rewarding to be helping to facilitate that with students. So those, those parts, I mean, just feeling like it's a, a real service and how much people can get in the short time and have so much fun in the process is pretty much a win-win situation. <laughs> and in terms of challenges, I say, you know, I, I just wholeheartedly said, I'm just starting a business because I love teaching and doing this. And, you know, there's a lot about starting a business that is not about the teaching part <laughs> you might sure. know sure <laughs> so and I've I feel like I'm in a much better place than I sometimes I go through these times where it's like oh there's so much work it's like having to just you know fill you know get the word out and figure out marketing and get the students like that can be challenging sometimes and then I I can take a step back and 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 just enjoy the whole process <laughs> of it and that kind of identify oh it's only the teaching part that I like and I don't like the other part because really the other part is like 80% of the <laughs> what I do I would say so it's nice that I'm starting to enjoy that more <laughs> that is that's that is good to <laughs> I, that's also a really common theme I remember when I started working for myself <laughs> and I and I had to create my own schedule I became like a worse boss than I ever had. I mean, I was so like of a tyrant on myself, you know, like working constantly. Uh-huh. And then, you know, even when you're out with loved ones, it was like the, my mind was really busy, you know, congested with all the things I had to do tomorrow and all, all the, you know, places I didn't reach yet or people I didn't serve, you know, all of this. <laughs> I have experienced, yeah. <laughs> luckily, <laughs> gratefully, but <laughs> for some reason or another, I have experienced that that shifted a lot for me, especially since kind of learning about how human experience unfolds. Um, so I wonder if you could share like how kind of learning about human experience, um, Alyssa and I uh, know each other through a community learning about human experience called the Three Principles. So I'm just curious, though, so how just learning about how the mind works, if it's helped with, with building business, with the amount of stress that you feel, or maybe it hasn't and has impacted some other life uh, area. <laughs> you know, it's, been, it's funny because I've known about the three principles for so long since I was in college, which was quite a few years ago. <laughs> and, um, but it's so funny when I started this business and got, I got really wrapped up in that kind of you know, working all the time and feeling, you know, pressure and stress. And, and it was like disconnected from my understanding of the principles. (laughs) Like, no, this is real. (laughs) But especially after that workshop that we were, where we were both in April with Dickin Bettinger, um, you know, really helped me just like, like lighten up and relax about it and just trust, um, trust in like a wisdom that, it, that's there all, all the time. So, you know, one way that that comes into play is like, you know, I'll sit down the computer, I'll have, you know, a million emails to respond to. And well, not a million, I kind of, that would be nice. <laughs> 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 you know, lots of emails and lots of like, 
people to reach out to, to tell them about upcoming classes, like just lots of to do's. I just noticed when I start to get like really like bogged down by that, I'll just, you know, it's easier. I can kind of notice that. And then it just takes some of that away, or maybe I'll have an idea. Like I just trust more the um, ideas that I have. So maybe I'll say, you know, I'm not going to do this. I'm going to go get together with a friend or I'm going to go for a walk or I'm going to take a break, you know, and just, I think I just have a overall level of faith and trust in, in that. And then, you know, I don't really know where it's going and I'm excited to see what happens. (laughs) And that, that is a really nice way, you know, I'm not, there's been a couple of times when a, a different phone call has come in unexpectedly that has led me in a whole different direction that I could never have planned for if I, you know, I'm like a vision or goals or all of that kind of stuff. It's nice to just be trusting more in that, in that, and sort of the unknown, I guess you could call it. Yes, I can. I'm really glad that you shared that. I can absolutely relate uh, to that. And I think a lot of, a lot of people can, you know, I used to be extremely type A. (laughs) So, so to realize that, you know, things continue to unfold you know, and that mm-hmm. I don't have to force the boulder up the hill, you know, that things can run smoothly and effortlessly. And I was really touched by how beautifully it appears to me that you're able to find grounding or you're able to refine, rediscover the present moment, but you're not working hard to do that. It's just a natural effect of your understanding of how the human system works, which is sometimes we get really caught up, like you said, and we believe everything coming at us is absolutely real, that, you know, our frenzied state of mind says something about our future with the business, which it actually is not related at all, (laughs) which is the truth. Yeah. All it's, all that your feeling state says in a moment is about the quality of thinking you're having in the moment. You know, it's not like this doomsday predicting system. (laughs) (laughs) it is (laughs) which I really bought into that for a long time so I really appreciated you sharing that piece oh yeah oh yeah it's a great I love that what you said about put you know pushing the boulder up the hill like it's it's so nice to just not do that (laughs) and you know um try to bring you know I think of like that the love of teaching and how the lighthearted and how much fun. And then I was bringing this totally different experience to the other side and feeling like this sense of dread and like, Oh, now I have to do that. And, and just like easing up on that is really, really nice. I can imagine. <laughs> I've, I've, yeah. I, it feels yeah. Like Letting go of that boulder. Yes. <laughs> let it go. Let it go. I definitely can relate to that when it comes to uh, my musical career, you know, for years, it's ironic. I find that sometimes when we load up certain things in our life and by load up, I mean like when we really want something, um, not to say there's anything wrong with goals or dreams, but what sometimes happens is it gets a little sticky. It gets a little uh, difficult. You know, it has that residence of pushing that boulder up the hill. And I used to do this with music a lot, you know, that there was so much on it for me that I thought that my worth as a human being was tied up in my ability to sing, my ability to sell records or eventually become famous. You know, I had all these ideas about what that meant about me as a human being, but it's similar to what you're saying about leaning into the fact that I do have access to wisdom all the time. And the fact that no external circumstance, whether my business is a quote unquote success or a failure says anything about me, 
as a human being. And it also says nothing about the fact that I can still be really joyful and peaceful in many moments, regardless of what's going on uh, in the outside world. Um, it's just amazing. It's amazing when human beings start looking kind of in, in that direction. Let's see. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like yeah. for you to, for you to share how, if you see that, how you see that in your own life. Can you, can you be more specific with the question? Yeah. <laughs> Just say it again. I... Fair enough. I was in the Zen zone, Alyssa. No. <laughs> yeah, I'm just curious to see how, you know, often, okay, we'll, we'll scale it back. Often when I'm speaking with folks, they really, whether it's building a business or whatever it is, they really get really bogged down with the circumstances of their life. And I'm curious as to how your understanding of how the human mind works, how that's changed your relationship to circumstance or goal setting, things like that. You know, in terms of like goal setting and like the external stuff, it just feels, yeah, like you were saying, you know, it's not you, it's not me, it's not a reflection, it's just the circumstance. I mean, I don't, I don't know out there you know it's life and everything is coming it's like an inside out it's coming from the in inside of us so you know my feeling of success or happiness or any of that is really not a product of anything out there whether it's business or relationships or anything you know it's really a moment-to-moment experience coming from within so so how does that, I don't know. That That's perfect. I'm, I'm, I'm giving you the hard ones, Lisa. <laughs> I'm giving her the hard ones. But uh, no, no, I think that was perfect and, and really resonates with me because, you know, when I look around in my life, you know, I do know people that run seven figure businesses and most of the time they're, they're, they're not really that happy <laughs> people, you know, uh-huh. they're not that happy in their own skin. So I think just highlighting that for the listeners uh, or, uh, to invite listeners to explore that in their own business building, um, you know, to mm-hmm. just start seeing that, does it really unfold from the inside out? You know, are these two gals uh, full, of, full of it or or is it really something here? So I really invite people to kind of explore that in their own life. But part of me wants to get back to the language now. We've kind of gone full circle. Is there anything else you want to share about what you do and how it's different? So I guess one metaphor I've been thinking about lately is the idea of riding a bike, you know, so someone wants to ride a bike, you know, they don't know how to ride a bike. It would never occur to us to hand them a textbook about (laughs) bicycles. (laughs) You know, you would never say, okay, read this book about all the parts of the bike (laughs) and know how they all work together and you know, it's just, it's so ridiculous. And why we think that to know a language, to speak a language, you would learn the parts of the language or all of, you know, try to study some set of rules or um, grammar ideas. Like, it's just, it's so ridiculous that we think that that is going to help someone with acquiring a language. But once you understand more about language acquisition, it is just as ridiculous. The idea of handing someone a textbook of a language is really the same as handing someone a textbook about a bike because it's, it's not, it's a different 
part of the brain and and really that knowing the textbook, like going through memorizing all that stuff actually inhibits language acquisition because it makes you start to think like when you're speaking English, when, when I'm speaking right now, I'm not thinking about the language. I'm not saying, is this the, you know, third person <laughs> plural or, right. the, you know, like you can't talk and think about it at the same time. And so in order to get to that place, all it takes is a ton of language that's comprehensible. And when when we hear language and that we can understand, our brain is just unconsciously processing that. Um, that information. And, and then eventually with enough repetition, we just, you know, you open your mouth and you just start to speak the language. So it's just really exciting because it's like the less you work at it, the better off you are, <laughs> which is good news. So right? <laughs> like we think you have to work hard and have flashcards and memorize and all of that. That's what our classes when we're, we're teaching, we're just creating this environment where it's really in the language, in the target language, but made comprehensible so that people's brains can just do what we're designed to do. To do just yeah. like a baby, we think like, oh, babies, it's so easy for them. They can, they just absorb language. And I have to tell everyone, you know, because adults, we think, oh, I'm too old or I can't do it. And it's like, no, no, we're babies as well. It's just that the way we go about it is not helpful. Usually it's all about getting into that a different way, a different space that really allows you to be like a baby and <laughs> absorbing the language. Definitely. And that was actually the question I was going to ask, but you've already answered it. You know, this, oh. this, this rumor that kids can learn languages, but as adults, we can't and that it's harder and things like that. But as I've heard, you've said that that's just fundamentally not true. <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah. That's what the research that I've read is like we really are all hardwired to acquire language and you know I'm sure you know obviously our brains change and there's different things at different ages but in principle we're the same yeah there, there's one thing you know I'm really nerdy with neuroscience and it was amazing to me that before the 90s they thought the brain wasn't plastic but they found that they were absolutely wrong with that you know the, the brain's constantly forming and shifting uh, based on your environment and and you know what what things you're being exposed to so that's good news everybody so you can learn a language <laughs> you can learn a second language i know as an american traveling in europe it's embarrassing that everyone always has to speak english around me <laughs> uh-huh. oh, we're not prepared for anything you know i've got german friends that speak like six languages but all in due time no it's <laughs> it's amazing it's amazing well, well soon you'll be speaking finnish with everyone well, well, hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> well, great, Alyssa. Well, I've really, really enjoyed speaking with you. Um, if there's one thing that you would like listeners to take home from today's call, what would that be? Oh, one thing. I know. Um, <laughs> well, I think that are your listeners are your listeners mostly going to be interested in the business aspect? Probably. I mean, I think that if you know it's other people starting a business or or that kind of thing, I think that just the whole idea of of trusting and and knowing that it all unfolds in a in a way that we can't necessarily predict has just been super helpful for me. That's something I would. 
if you're if you're in in it for the business aspect, I, I think that that's my key takeaway. If you're listening because you're interested in languages, then <laughs> the whole idea that it's so much easier than we think it is, and and that you know anyone can really pick up another language, no matter no matter your age or past academic experience or anything. So that is very inspiring to me. Yes, you are inspiring me. I'm going to go see if I can find a a, a Finnish teacher here that teaches your <laughs> kind of method. But uh, great. And if you can just share, where can people find you if they want to reach out? I know that you do, uh, she does workshops and some free things even in Vermont, right? And then some paid programs in New York City. Yeah, so we're growing right now. We have um, weekend classes in New York City and also in Vermont and weekly classes here, as well as teacher training for, you know, classroom teachers who want to incorporate these methods into their classrooms. And you can find out more at www.expressfluency.com. And we also, you know, if a group gets together in some place where we're not offering a class, we will do that like we're talking about doing in Charlottesville. We also work with businesses who want their employees to speak Spanish. So there's a lot going on and we're we're little and and growing every day. <laughs> so awesome. Well they have expressfluency.com. <laughs> expressfluency.com. Great. Well they have an excellent uh leader, Alyssa. And I'm sure that it's continue to grow and serve people and I mean, that's really the best of both worlds. I mean, having fun and taking home a real practical skill that you can use in your personal life and in your professional life. So it's really perfect. I would really like to thank you for coming on the call, Alyssa, and taking this little experimental journey with me today. Yeah, well, thanks for inviting me. It was really fun. Absolutely. And again, my name is Amy Leo from ReviveYourSanity.com. If you're interested in exploring how the human experience does unfold to have more freedom, like we've talked about either learning a language or building a business, um, feel free to reach out at ReviveYourSanity.com. We actually have a nice little Costa Rican retreat that we are hosting in August. So if you want to find out more, you can reach me at ReviveYourSanity.com. Thank you all. Have a great one. Really, if you are looking to learn a language, I highly, highly recommend Alyssa's classes. They are so much fun. I have sampled them myself in real time. Uh, Just a couple of things before I get into my biggest take-homes from today. I did want to share that the scholarship contest is still going on. So if you're interested in joining us in Costa Rica this August, where the rainforest meets the sea to rejuvenate, reset your mental well-being, we're going to have yoga classes and personal training classes and transformative sessions, as well as nature hikes and other optional excursions like mm, zip lining or water repelling, depending on how adventurous that you are. Or if you'd rather pass that, you can lounge out by the chlorine-free pool and also maybe take in a spa service. So my take-homes today from Alyssa's talk, hmm, I really saw the truth in what she was saying, that our brains are actually wired to learn languages and new skills, and that perhaps making less of a conscious effort is actually more beneficial to language acquisition. There is definitely this difference in whatever I am endeavoring to do, where I've realized I can either work smart or I can work hard and that the two are not the same and that working smart 
almost always encompasses tapping into my natural intuition and then letting my intellect serve my intuition instead of the other way around. I also really liked how she highlighted that our limiting beliefs may hold us back for a time, like when she thought that she wasn't a good language student, but that they fundamentally hold no truth. You know, things that we think are holding us back, like age and money and time, IQ, gender, learning style, you know, that's just a snapshot of our opinion, frozen in the moment in time. And you've changed your opinion before on things, right? I know I have changed my opinion many times. Just (laughs) see how many times I change my clothes before I go out on a big date. (laughs) But the truth is all of these opinions are never fact. And thoughts can only ever be elaborate, really convincing opinions. So that's my major take home for today. If you are interested in getting these inspirational and practical conversations delivered right to your device, all you've got to do is type Escaping the Rat Race with Amy Leo into your search engine on iTunes under podcast, and you'll be able to subscribe from there. Until next time, keep rocking.